Hi, I'm Jen, and I'm a homeschool mom of three boys. I'm also a master gardener in Alabama. I was looking for a podcast that would help my kids learn to love gardening as much as I do, and I couldn't find one, so I decided to make one. This is our attempt. pasta sauce and pizza to the southern sandwich, we all have an opinion on tomatoes. It's a love-hate relationship, usually both depending on the application. Let's talk tomatoes. Today, I'm going to be telling my son all about tomatoes. Here we go. Hey Jack. Yeah? How are you? Great. Had a good day? Sort of. Sort of. All right. Well, maybe we can make it a little bit better. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk about tomatoes. Tomatoes. How do you feel about tomatoes? I don't really like eating tomatoes. Not at all. I like, I'll eat, I, I might eat, I might eat tomatoes in like some meals, but I'm not a huge fan of tomatoes. Are you sure? I don't remember, I don't really remember the last time I tried one. You don't? Well, I bet you really eat tomatoes and you don't realize it. Mm. What's pizza made out of? Pepperoni? Yeah, but what's on the bottom? Tomato sauce. Tomato sauce! Like, I mean, like, I mean, like, you cut up a tomato and, like, put it on a sandwich. Oh, so you don't like raw tomatoes. Yes. But you like cooked tomatoes. You like tomato sauce. Yep. Do you like ketchup? It comes from a tomato. <laughs> yeah. So, you might like tomatoes, depending on how it's used, right? Right? Yes. Okay. All right, so first, I'm going to tell you the history of a tomato. Ooh. Ooh. All right, so the tomato is, the Latin for the tomato is salinaceae. 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 Anyway, it's Latin. It, the solanum refers to the nightshade family. And sol means sun. You know that from your Latin, right? Sol, S-O-L. Sol is sun. Hmm. So tomatoes like sun. I don't know. There's a connection there, I'm sure. Yeah, um, I have a fact. What's your fact? My, um, grandmother, um, told me that Tomatoes naturally grow towards the sun, so if you have them by a window, they'll grow towards the window, and you have to turn them to to make them grow straight. Right, yeah. So, maybe that's why it's called sol. Solanaceae. <laughs> anyway, um, they're in the nightshade family. Other plants in the nightshade family are uh, tomatoes, we already know, potatoes, eggplant, bell and chili peppers. So, did you know all of those plants are connected? All those foods are in the same family? No. No, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because they don't taste anything like each other, do they? And what's nightshade? Nightshade. Good question. <laughs> nightshade family is the title of the family that they're all in. But nightshades can be poison. 
they're, um, they're, we, we eat their fruits sometimes, but sometimes their fruit is poisonous. And in, in Britain, they thought tomatoes originally, when they first saw a tomato, they thought they were poisonous because there was a native plant that had poison berries that was in the nightshade family also. And there is a poison that we hear of a lot in movies um, that's called belladonna, and it's poison. So it, it's very poisonous, actually. It can kill you. So don't just be eating leaves from a nightshade plant. Okay. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So nightshades, the family, um, have worldwide distri- distribution. They are grown all over the in every continent it's except Antarctica. It's too cold. So, but the tomato is a new world food. Do you know what that means? They discovered it recently. Uh, somewhat recently. What's the new world? Do you remember? Um, after the flood? Not after the flood. Um, new world is the Western Hemisphere. That would be North America and South America. Tomatoes are native to North America and South America. Specifically, they originated in South America, Mexico, and Central America. Ooh. So, who do you think were the first people to eat tomatoes then? Uh, South American. Yeah. Who? South American what? Um. Take a while, guess. Mexicans. Mexicans, that's a good guess. Um, the native people of that region were the Aztecs. Aztecs used tomatoes at the time of the Spanish conquest of the Aztec Empire. So when the, the Spanish came over and said, hey, we want this land for ourselves, they were already using tomatoes. They maybe already were just sitting eating pizza and being like, hey, I don't know. I don't think I want to give you this land. And the Spaniards were like, nah, we're going to take it anyway. So the Spaniards took the tomatoes um, back to Europe. And from Europe, they spread it to other parts of the world around the 16th century. It was first found in Italy in 1548. Okay. Does that sound interesting? Does that seem like a long time ago to you? Yes, sort of. Sort of? Hold on, wait. 1848? No, 1548. Oh, 1548? Yeah. Yeah, that's long. What happened in 1492? Um. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Ooh. So, you know, around that time period. All right, so. Do you have any questions? Mm. Can tomatoes be poisonous in any way? Like, can any way. Is there any way that a tomato can be poisonous? You know, Like, the plant, the fruit, the leaves, everything on a tomato. Can anything be on a, to- on a tomato be poisonous? Yes, I- that's a good question. The fruit is the only thing in the tomato that is not poisonous. Well, the fruit and the seeds, because the seeds are in the fruit. So don't don't eat the the leaves or the roots or the stalk because those are all poisonous. Good question. Okay, I I I didn't really think of uh, that before. I thought everything was uh, on the tomato wasn't that poisonous. Yeah, it's pretty poisonous. Okay, so now we're gonna talk about what kind of plant a tomato is. Did you know that a tomato is a vine? No. You didn't. I, I, I thought I thought it was a plant because it grows straight up. 
Well, I mean, there are different kinds of plants, but I see what you mean. You thought it was a bush? Yeah, sort of like a bush. Mm-hmm, or a tree, maybe? Yeah. We make it grow straight up. Did you know that? We train the vine to grow straight by using trellises and cages and things like that. And sticks. And sticks, yeah. So we make it look like a bush, but it's actually a vine. Isn't that interesting? No. So. Yes. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> there are two types of tomatoes. There are indeterminate and there are determinate. Okay. So an indeterminate tomato is perennial in the warm climates. Do you remember what perennial means? No. No. All right, I'll tell you. Perennial means that it will come back the next year. It'll die back when it gets cold, and then it'll come back the next year, right? So you can plant it once, and you never have to plant it again because every year it comes back. Okay. Now, that it's not here in Alabama because we get a little bit too cold, but places like Mexico, they can have tomatoes that come back year after year after year. Okay. So um, indeterminate means that they continue to grow and flower and fruit until it gets too cold not to right? So that means that they grow really, really tall. They can grow up to 20 feet tall. Isn't that awesome? Can you imagine like a whole yeah. building covered in like a tomato? Oh yeah. I think I had, I think I had like a, a tomato plant that was like maybe like, maybe like five or six feet tall, mm -hmm. maybe four. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some pretty tall tomatoes. So the indeterminate have a heavier yield, which means that they have a lot more tomato fruit on them, and, but they ripen later. It takes them longer to turn from green to red. So, you know, there are good things and there are bad things. They have a lot of fruit, but you got you to gotta be a little bit more patient about it, right? Okay. So um, the determinate are annual in all climates. That means that you have to plant them every year because once it turns cold, they die. And everywhere you go, you those varieties, you have to plant them every year. You have to save the seeds and plant them again. Um, they have their benefits because they are shorter. They don't grow as tall. They only grow up to about three or four feet, maybe sometimes five feet tall. And once they get to the height they're going to grow at, they stop, they flower, and they fruit in a short time. So you don't have to wait as long. You get a harvest quicker. And because of that, they're good for canning. So you like to help me can, don't you? Yes, we Yeah, we can our own tomato sauce, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Okay, so the way to tell between an indeterminate and a determinate is that a indeterminate has flowers all along the sides of the shoots, but a determinate bush only has a flower on the end of the shoot. So that's what the way you can tell if you're looking at a, a tomato plant, you can tell which is indeterminate and which is determinate. Also, if it's a 20-foot plant it's an indeterminate plant you know okay okay so um there within those types there are three other kinds of types of varieties so there's the heirloom varieties which are tomatoes that are at least 50 years old but they're not a hybrid there are hybrid varieties which are tomatoes that are bred by crossing from one variety to another to get better yields or disease resistance or other different traits. And then there are early varieties, which means that they mature and ripen really, really quickly so that you can get a tomato from seed to fruit in about 50 to 60 days with an early variety. Ooh. Yeah, that's cool. So do you remember how I told you how you can um, breed plants? Do you remember how that works? Oh, yeah. They, like, started with this, like, wild uh, apple 
and they just like kept, and it was like the size of cherry. Uh huh. And it kept getting bigger. Yeah. And like with roses, there used to be only like five or six petals. Mm hmm. Yeah. So the way that you can make your own tomato hybrid is you have two different tomatoes and you grow them until they are, until they create a flower, right? And so then you can take a feather and you can take the pollen from one and, and rub the feather on, onto the pollen and get the pollen on the feather. And then you rub the inside of the other flower and put the pollen from the first plant onto the second plant. And that creates a mix, okay? So then you mark that flower. You like put a, a bag or something around it or um, put a, like, tie a string around it. Like tape or something? Yeah, put like... a tie a string. Tie a string around that flower. And when that flower ripens into a tomato, then you know that that tomato is a mix of the two plants. So then you save the seeds from that tomato and that's your new variety. Ooh. Isn't that cool? Okay. Um, how many varieties of tomato are there in the whole world? At Good the question. There are 10,000 varieties because Ooh. kids and people just like you are always going around making a new one. <laughs> so people, so when you cross two, two varieties, somebody may have already done it, but you never know because somebody may not have. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yeah. All right. So tomatoes have pests, right? Yeah, of course. Of course they have to pests. So some common pests are the tomato bug, the stink bug, horn worms, aphids, white flies, spider mites, and slugs. Slugs. Mm -hmm. We don't like those. So if you see any of those on your tomato plant, Get them off. Yeah, I found a slug on your flower. I, I, I think I found a snail or a slug on your flower. I think I got it off. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. Slugs eat plants. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that means that good bugs are bugs like spiders. So, if you see a spider on a tomato plant, you don't want to get rid of it, do you? No. No, you want to keep the spider. Yeah. So, some plants can be planted near a tomato to help the tomato out. Did you know that? Yeah, companion plants. Very good. Um, can you think of one com companion plant that we normally plant near a tomato? Um. No? All right. Yeah. There are parsley, Queen Anne's lace, and dill are said to attract bugs that eat the pests of a tomato. Okay. And then uh, borage and marigold and basil are said to mask the scent of a tomato plant so that the bug smells those plants rather than the tomato and then they don't come to the tomato. So they, they're kind of like a cloaking device. They like hide the tomato. Okay. Um, speaking of dill, um, the way you make dill pickles is like you take um, pickles and soak them in, in some sort of like dill, uh, um, water with dill in it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's how you make a dill pickle. Cool. All right. So now I'm going to tell you more things. More things. I'm going to tell you some fun facts. You want to hear something fun? Yeah. Okay. Fun facts about tomatoes. In Buñol, Spain, 
they celebrate a festival called La Domadina. La Domadina. That's right. Do you know what they do? Eat tomatoes. Oh, good, good guess. They actually have tomato fights. Oh, yeah. They throw tomatoes at each other. <laughs> I've heard of that in books and stuff. You have? Yeah, there was actually a common tradition in Europe, too, uh, in the 19th century, of throwing tomatoes at bad performers on stage. So if they didn't like the song, they'd go, boo, and they'd throw a tomato at them. <laughs> Not cool? You see that a lot in movies, don't you? Somebody yeah. goes, boo, and they throw a tomato. Yeah. Tomato um, fight. Yeah, tomato fight. The largest tomato plant is at Disney World in Florida. Did you know that? No. Because Florida is so warm, this plant can grow and grow and grow, and it never dies, right? So okay. it is 538 feet wide. It sprawls because it's a vine, right? So it sprawls for 538 feet. That's bigger than an Olympic swimming pool. How big is an Olympic swimming pool? That's a good question. Bigger than a regular pool. So just imagine a regular pool and a tomato plant even bigger than a regular pool. Bigger, 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 bigger. That's right. All right. Did you know that ketchup was not made originally with tomatoes? No. You didn't know that? No. What do you think it was made with? Um, I thought it was made of tomatoes. It wasn't made of tomatoes. Okay, so um, maybe... What do you think? Got a guess? Bigger one. What? Strawberries? Strawberries. Ooh, good guess, because that's another red fruit. No, it was originally made of fermented fish sauce. Do you know what fermented means? Um, I can't remember. Fermented means kind of rotten. Yeah. The look on your face is so funny. <laughs> fermented fish sauce on your fries. Fermented fish sauce. Um, it wasn't until 1812 that the first tomato-based ketchup was created in Philadelphia. Oh, so it was created in Philadelphia? Yeah, in America. Isn't that cool? Yee. Ketchup is an American thing. Yay, flag! <laughs> Speaking of flags, the first pizza was possibly invented for Queen Marguerite in Italy in 1889. The maker in, Na in Naples, the chef in Naples that made the, the pizza, he made a pizza that represented the flag. And Italy's flag is green, white, and red. So he put basil for the green, mozzarella for the white, and tomatoes for the red. Isn't that cool? Cool. Yeah. There were other versions that were possibly made as early as 1734, but we like that story. That's a cool story in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um... The first tomatoes in Europe might have been yellow because they're first mentioned as pomo de oro. In, pomo which, de oro. Pomo de oro. That means um, golden apple in Italian. So that's the first way they're described. And so it could be that the first tomatoes were yellow tomatoes. Did you know there's a bunch of different colors of tomatoes? No, but I know there's green and red. Yeah. I know you can, like, fry green tomatoes. Fried green tomatoes are great stuff. I, 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 I haven't tried any. You've never tried a fried green tomato? Nope. Wow. We're going to have to fix that. We're going to have to fix a fried green tomato problem. This summer, you're going to eat a fried green tomato, and I'm going to make you like it. You'll like it, whether you like it or not. 
Mm, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, that's a bunch of fun facts about tomatoes. All right, so would you like to hear a poem about tomatoes? Sure. Isn't it funny? Somebody wrote a poem about tomatoes. Tomato, 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 something. <laughs> I mean, tomato rhymes with tomato, so sure, why not? All right, here we go. It's a famous poet called Pablo Neruda. All right, this is Ode to Tomatoes. The street filled with tomatoes, midday, summer. Light is halved like a tomato. Its juice runs through the streets. In December, unabated, the tomato invades the kitchen. It enters at lunchtime, takes its ease on countertops, among glasses, butter dishes, blue salt cellars. It sheds its own light, benign majesty. Unfortunately, we must murder it. The knife sinks into living flesh. Red viscera, a cool sun, profound, inexhaustible, populates the salads of Chile. Happily, it is wed to the clear onion, and to celebrate the union, we pour oil, essential child of the olive, onto its halved hemispheres. Pepper adds its fragrance, salt its magnetism. It is the wedding of the day. Parsley hoists its flag. Potatoes bubble vigorously. The aroma of the roast knocks at the door. It's time. Come on. And on the table, at the midpoint of summer, the tomato, star of earth, recurrent and fertile star, displays its convolutions, its canals, its remarkable amplitude and abundance. No pit, no husk, no leaves or thorns. The tomato offers its gift or fiery color and cool completeness. What do you think about that? It's it's more of like a paragraph than less of a poem because it doesn't have much rhyming. Yeah, it doesn't have much rhyming. Some poems don't rhyme. Did not know that. You didn't know that? Nope. Yeah. Um, poetry really kind of ex- expresses a mood. Did that make you feel something about tomatoes? No, not really. Not really? <laughs> could, could you imagine yourself in the kitchen? Yeah, yeah, I was, like, picturing stuff. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do when you read poetry. You're supposed to picture things. Did it make you feel like you wanted a salad or a pizza? No. No? No, it made me want pizza real bad. I'm not that hungry. You're not that hungry? Well, hungry or not, I feel like I could read that poem and just decide that I, I want pizza. Eating pizza while reading a poem. There you go. That's what we need to do. Eat the pizza while you read the poetry. That'll work. <laughs> so, are you excited to learn all that stuff about tomatoes? I think so. You think so? I think. Was this fun? Yeah. 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 All right. What do you think we want to learn about next? Mm. Peppers. Peppers. Oh, another nightshade. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to think about it. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for learning about tomatoes with us. This was real fun and um, an exciting, exciting time. I didn't know this much about tomatoes until I started researching it. So um, from all us here at Growing Gardeners, bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for our podcast on tomatoes. If you'd like to hear information about a plant for me and Jack to discuss, um, please send us an email. Our email is growing3gardeners at gmail.com. Happy planting! <laughs>